and today we are talking about Season 4, Episode 5, Dirty Harry. In this episode, the death vagina strikes again, Angel uses syphilis, it's super effective, Rita finds out Dexter still has an apartment, which is now the doghouse, and Dexter finds out that Trinity is more complex than he thought. What did you guys think of this episode overall? This one um, didn't really take me in too much. I kind of zoned out a little bit during this one. I think it was helpful with moving the the plot forward of the season. And there were some interesting little things here and there. But overall, like the only thing I thought was interesting was right out of the gate when we get the answer to the cliffhanger of what happened to Devin Lundy from the previous episode. I really liked this episode. I thought this one had a lot going on. I mean, there were some down down moments we still have the angel and laguerta thing going on and that's as boring as all get out but i really thought this one had some good tension uh i was emotionally invested we had some good emotional stuff going with deb i thought this one was pretty good pretty solid i really liked this episode it did have a couple drawbacks which i'll get into later but uh overall this was the transition of the season to shift its focus really towards Trinity. Yeah, okay. Well, the episode starts with Dexter arriving at the scene of the shooting in a panic. Angel tells him that Deb is alive. Dexter thinks to himself, if Deb dies, I'll be lost. Which is a phrase I'll bring up again sometime. Uh, Lundy was a worthy adversary. He deserved better than to be gunned down in a hotel parking lot. Can't help but agree with that, either. Uh, Dexter figures out that it's weird that Lundy was shot twice, but Deb wasn't finished off. Why did they leave a witness? The journalist, Christine, shows up to offer her condolences to Quinn. She says she's not there for a quote, but then immediately goes after Angel for one. And when she asks if it's, if it's the vacation murderers, uh, Angel sees a play and tells her to mention that one of the vacation murderers has a serious, untreatable case of syphilis. Um, so that's our our opening scene there. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just it just seems weird that he would immediately like jump to an STD, just like, hey, they have syphilis. Oh, it's true. They talked about it in a previous episode. Oh, uh, I guess I must have missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, wow, why would he just? randomly have that on them yeah because they were looking for uh because he the guy of the couple had to disclose his std to all his like past girlfriends and they had that in a file Mm -hmm. so they were going through all of his past girlfriends to see if they could find a lead on him and none of them worked out and then angel had the idea that uh maybe he hadn't told this new girl that he's with that he has untreatable syphilis and uh he was right. He had not told her about that. So, uh, Dexter gets all of Lundy's materials on Trinity. Somehow, Miami Metro was not in Lundy's room during the crime scene at all. It's Miami Metro. I yeah. mean, <laughs> they just didn't. Why lock, be thorough? <laughs> they, they didn't lock it down or or gather evidence because hey, it's all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just, there were stairs involved. There's yeah. walking. There's crime scene tape. It's they probably put of one of those like tape things over the door to the entrance to the hotel. And people got <laughs> yeah. past it, and that was it. 
Yeah, well, Masuka was too busy just looking at Lundy's dead face the whole time. Like, did you see how many times he was, like, yeah. peeking? Like, he'd have the, th- the little sheet, like, pulled up and, like, looking at his face, and you're like, Masuka's just Masuka. Yeah, so. I think it's, uh, like, they didn't have Keith Carradine appear in this episode, so it's just kind of this awkward thing where they have to keep him covered and still have it look like Masuka's interested in what's going on, but they can't show anything, so... <laughs> <laughs> the money ran out, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do want to say that uh, I really did love this opening uh, scene. I uh, I thought this was probably, for me, one of the one of those moments where it's like, from the cliffhanger from the previous episode, was so satisfying to just see uh, Dexter like come in almost guns blazing. Like, I thought he was going to take that cop out for a second. Uh, the one who like would like put his hands on him. I was like, "Ooh, it was Dexter? coming close." Yeah, so, yeah. So let's talk about that cop. <laughs> Miami Metro is so bad that the one cop that actually does his job correctly <laughs> and blocks off the crime scene is is skewed as the villain here in this scene. <laughs> like the audience is supposed to feel like, "Well, this guy's being a dick." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let him go, he's one of us. And he's like, he doesn't have credentials. And he's like, I don't care. You want to be back on desk duty? Yeah, and Dexter even says, like, I have my laminate and my ID in my car. And the cop's like, okay, well, until you have those things to show me, you can't come in. And Dexter says, like, the absolute wrong thing, which is, well, that's my sister in there, and I don't know if she's dead or alive. And he's like, yeah, no, we're not. We're not letting you in. Competency is punished. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That guy got. That guy definitely moved on to a a more a more uh, selective police force, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, he's a crossing guard now. I think they put him on crossing <laughs> guard <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Great job. Yeah. Seven. Only seventeen kids have been killed on his watch. Right. People die in Miami. It just happens. Uh, <laughs> Trinity is a dick about. Not having diced tomatoes in his Denver omelet because he's a monster. and he has a right to be <laughs> yes. Come on, that's all. It's a simple that's ingredient. A, that's acceptable. Like <laughs> they had one job. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he It's all he's asking for is a little diced tomato in his omelet. It's not that big of a deal. Ugh, I love Trinity. I'm too. <laughs> and really, her resolution wasn't very good. I mean, I'm just gonna give you a side of tomatoes. That doesn't make it the right omelet so i totally no. get it yeah he's not wrong he's not wrong <laughs> uh rita gets a call meant for dexter about some issue at the apartment dexter's busted for still having it deb wakes up her wound did not require surgery although she has like a seven inch long gash in her lower abdomen uh she tells dexter she was shot first and then two more shots were fired yeah, I'm pretty sure that would have required surgery, no matter what. But I guess, again, Miami hospitals just as good as Miami Metro. Yeah, you would think that, like, there'd have to be at least some kind of a bowel rupture with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think any shot to the abdomen is probably going to require some kind of extensive intervention, just saying. Yeah. Right, there's not a lot of places you can get shot on your body, even if it goes through, that it's not going to ruin something. Yeah, and get super infected because yeah, down there you got all the bad stuff that mixes in with the good stuff. So, <laughs> um, pretty much. 
Anton arrives while Deb is in the bathroom and thinks the worst. Dexter tells him she's in the bathroom and he runs in. Uh, that beat was just hysterical where Anton comes in and Dexter just kind of like, hey. And Anton like starts to freak out and he's like, oh no, she's, she's in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, and, the, and then he goes in there and it's like, that's pretty personal moment. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. I thought that was weird. He just like, goes yeah. in there and gives her a hug. I'm so glad you're okay. He's like, get the fuck off me. Yeah, I We mean, can hug later. Just because she's going to the bathroom, I assume she was pooping. So, I'm just, you know, like, if, if he walks in on that, that's a pretty close relationship. Well, she's on an IV drip, so I'm sure she has to pee like every 80 minutes or so. Uh, Those things make you pee. Uh, Anton arrives while Deb's in the bathroom. And, oh, I said that already. Uh, <laughs> Rita arrives and busts Dexter about the apartment. He gets a temporary reprieve due to Deb being hospitalized. I was going to say, I was like, is this the time, Rita? Is this the time? Yeah. Well, it, we come to a part where they actually have like an adult conversation for the first time about Dexter lying and all of that that I thought was a fairly good development for them, but uh, this wasn't the part, so. Uh, Deb tells Anton that she slept with Lundy. Anton tells her he'll stick with her, that he owes her that, but she declines and officially breaks up with him. About time. I'm ready for Anton to be out of the picture. Yeah. It's a waste of space. I agree with that. I, uh, I think it was uh, uh, not... Very, it, it was unlike the show to not drag that decision out for an episode or two uh, for her to just instantly make the decision but I'm glad that she did I'm glad it wasn't like a episodes long thing where she finally decided to tell him about it so well and I don't think anybody in the audience ever cared enough about Anton that we needed any kind of dramatic heft thrown into this this moment no we are all team Lundy as soon as yeah. Lundy was back, we were Team Lundy. And now that Lundy's dead, it's like, eh, Anton. And everybody was kind of eh, Anton anyway from the beginning, so. Yeah. Uh, LaGuerta went around Angel and told their bosses about their relationship. Because she's the worst. Uh, Angel tells <laughs> everyone about his cunning syphilis in the paper move. Dexter returns to his apartment and studies Lundy's tapes and evidence. He and Harry conclude that Trinity killed Lundy and nearly killed Deb. Harry is pissed that his daughter was shot and wants Dexter to take Trinity down. So this episode, this is one of the things I was talking about as a drawback. This episode really removes Harry as a flashback and kind of brings Harry in as the dark passenger. Because in this episode, he makes mention of the Dark Passenger earlier being a separate entity from himself. And then in this in this talk, Harry's in the now, talking to Dexter. And he also mentions some stuff later that Dexter didn't realize. Almost like he is a completely other person in Dexter's mind. So, yeah, my, my understanding of Harry in the, in the show as opposed to the book version, is that he is Dexter's... the part of Dexter's personality that he associates with his father, mainly the code of Harry. And he mainly serves as uh, Dexter's conscience. He's like a little Jiminy Cricket, played by James Remar mm -hmm. character. Uh, 
And I think with this one, what they were going for was because that that aspect of Dexter's persona is his dad. They also made his dad the part of his personality that was extra pissed off that Deb was shot. Which I, I understand, but in a in a later scene, uh, Dexter is going through evidence and he's like, "I missed something. I missed something." And and Harry pops up and he's like, "There's a tape." in the tape recorder in evidence that Mm -hmm. was on Lundy's person. There's no way Dexter could have known that. I mean, he might have inferred it in his subconscious, but to me it was like... It's deductive reasoning. Mm. I mean... Yeah, he said, he says, this is your tape recorder, where's Lundy's? And then, and then Dexter goes, oh yeah, it's still on him. And so it's like he jogged his memory... But the way, by the way he said it was interesting, yeah. Because I, I mean, both of, both of those voices are Dexter's voice. It's just James Remar plays one of them. Yeah. Um, I agree that it's like inconsistent to how they've used Harry in the past, but I don't think it was necessarily wrong to use him that way. Um, if he had just come out and told Dexter like uh, Trinity is this guy that looks a lot like John Lithgow and this is his address, and like that would be over the top. But the fact that they're both able to use the deductive reasoning that Dexter has and the extra information that Dexter knows that he has all these tapes and that there's probably the most recent tape is still in the machine and still was still on Lundy when he died. It's probably accidentally turned on the recorder while he and Deb were together, so that's going to be a fun listen. <laughs> Here's an interesting question. Which, which do you prefer... Uh, the flashback Harry or the sort of in the now uh, consciousness Harry I don't really I don't really distinguish between the two because yeah. in the now Harry is the conscience character flashback Harry is literally Harry it's Dexter remembering yeah. something that Harry's done so you know they're they're actually I mean there's two different two the, the same actor portraying two different aspects of right uh of that character there's things that dexter remembers and then there's things that his conscience is telling him to do through harry's through harry's like likeness on the screen for the audience to see otherwise yeah. it's just dexter talking to dexter and they're both attention pretty much serving the same purpose but in a different what not in a different way i guess but well yeah the cinematically one is in now and one is uh, is is a flashback, but they're all trying to serve him information in some way. Right. I, I think the way that they use Harry is fine, um, and I I do think that he there is kind of a uh, role reversal here for a little bit, where Harry's the angry one and Dexter is the uh, Dexter's more the voice of reason or the more calm of the two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Trinity then has the creepiest shopping scene for a hammer ever. Uh, <laughs> Dexter's feared Only Lithgow could make that look so good. I mean, only he could make that. Yet another scene where it's just like nobody else could have been as perfect in this role. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. He was super pissed off, almost like somebody had fucked up his Denver omelet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't mess with a man's omelet. I get it. <laughs> it just it, it, his day spiraled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dexter has figured out the office building is the site Trinity is likely to strike. Harry tells Dexter that he might not have everything. They don't have Lundy's recorder. It was on him when he got shot and probably has a tape in it. We just went over that. Uh, Quinn gives Christine, the journalist, La Passion. <laughs> Which was really funny because, like, he his head was nowhere near where it should have been. <laughs> it was, like, the worst. It's so distracting. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I tried not to pay attention so much to where his head was. I tried to just just let it play out. <laughs> you guys were probably looking somewhere else. Would be my guess. It, what's funny the way yeah, the way it was shot. Well, yeah, because her part of my tits. Part of my tits. <laughs> uh, the the way it was shot was really funny too. In that it starts on her face, it pans down and shows the back of a man's head, who we assume is Quinn. And then it pans back up, and when it looks like a guy comes into the bed from the left and lays down next to her. So I think Quinn may have had, like, a stunt head <laughs> hired to do that job for for him. Like, Desmond Harrington wasn't going to pretend to do that. Or maybe Quinn's twins, and, like, Quinn was just hiding under the bed and just popped out <laughs> while the other one went up. Happens a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, Deb is going to convalesce in Astor's room Deb is refusing to take her pain meds And is in excruciating pain Dexter and Rita actually have an adult conversation About why Dexter can't get into the conversation About his apartment right so now why, why did you like this conversation More than others between them um, Because Rita didn't just let him Off the hook She Said You know we have to have this conversation and I understand you've got other things going on and all of that, but like we're not okay and we need to have this conversation. She was more assertive about it than she usually is. She usually just kind of looks flustered and lets him go. And in this case, she was much more active in the conversation. Angel and LaGuerta make up as if anyone cared. Uh, Dexter Steals Lundy's last tape from Miami Metro Evidence. <laughs> They've got that sh- on lockdown. Yeah. They actually had a scene. <laughs> they actually decided to devote a scene to how he tricked his way into Miami Metro's evidence to get that tape out. And uh, it was just as amazing as, I th- as it could be. Took zero effort. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I'm I'm glad that Angel and LaGuardia are friends. I believe in friendship, and I think it was important that they made up. So I care that they made up it, because friends. Okay. They even shared a bagel, man. They didn't yeah. really share a bagel. She cooked a bagel, and he stole it. Well, that's, I thought he just took one half. Like I assumed she had the other. Yeah. Like a lot. That's what friends are for. I, just, I like that you're looking for something positive <laughs> that happened with Laguerta and Angel. Yeah. Like, we, we they have still to exist. Make, They're still we there. We have to make a reason for this to be happening. I was I was still fixated on Christine from a few scenes ago, so. <laughs> uh, I'm probably the only one who watched the rest of this episode. <laughs> uh, 
Trinity gets a tour of office space from the lone security guard. Rita asks Deb if she knew Dexter kept his apartment. She didn't. Her answer is actually, what the fuck? Uh, Deb blames herself for Lundy. Rita says she shouldn't punish herself. She noticed Deb's pain pills in the trash. Um, this is another like scene that we get so infrequently on Dexter, where Rita and Deb had a conversation. Who knew? It's weird that they don't talk more often, but they don't. So it was nice to actually have the two of them talking. They were talking about a man, um, so it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but at least these are two characters we like having a conversation for once. And, and Rita proved that she's more observant than any of the detectives in Miami Homicide. <laughs> she actually did detective work in this scene. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Dexter hears Lundy's description of Trinity from when they bumped into each other. Miami Metro gets called to a shooting. The woman of the vacation murderers killed the man with syphilis. Uh, he didn't kill. She didn't kill him with syphilis, but she killed him <laughs> because he had syphilis. Because of syphilis, yeah. I, I still hope they put that down as a cause of death, <laughs> like cause of death syphilis. Yeah, that's what you get. Failure to disclose is what the cause <laughs> of death was. Uh, Quinn tases her into custody. He calls Deb to tell her they caught her shooters. Matthews tells LaGuardia she has to transfer Angel out of homicides. So their relationship won't be part of a court case. Hey, everybody. Matthews is still alive. Yeah. He's been yeah. gone since season yeah, two. Yeah, where has he been? Yeah, what, what the hell? Why even bother? I think, uh, I think what happened was they, they could e- only afford either him or Keith Carradine. So, <laughs> Probably. Interchangeable. Now huh? that Lundy's dead, he's back. Bring in the old white guy, then switch out for the other old white guy. Yeah. Everything's fine. (laughs) Deb calls Dexter to the parking lot where she and Lundy were shot. She tells Dexter to get his shit together and not screw up his relationship over an apartment. Deb has finally realized that she is the carrier of the Death Vagina, and she fully breaks down. Can we take this a was minute? a really good scene. This was yeah. a really good scene. Other, I mean, we knew eventually she'd recognize that she's the death vagina, but the scene was so well done. And Jennifer Carpenter really, I, I may have almost, almost shed a little bit of a tear there. She was, she was pretty convincing with her little breakdown. Yeah, like she, she really brought it in this scene, and it made me appreciate her character on a whole nother level. I glossed over this scene. I don't remember that at all. You're the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. You were still wrapped up in Christine's scene from earlier. It's fine. I was just thinking about that head placement. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really good. I uh, I did think it was weird. Like, they were standing sort of shoulder to shoulder. Um, not quite, but that's kind of the way they were. Like, Aaron and I are, are now, like, standing next to each other. For a second there, I thought you were talking about Christine and Quinn. No. And <laughs> we're still trying to figure out the placement. Uh, Deb is completely breaking down, and Dexter's standing next to her and just kind of looking at her and, you know, like listening to her. They never did that as a two shot when she's actually breaking down. It was always either all Jennifer Carpenter or all Michael C. Hall. And so there was a bunch of it where. When Michael C. Hall was talking, she, like, sobbed every time he took a breath. 
and they weren't showing her doing that. It was just like happening off to the side. So I don't know if they had to cobble it together because she could only do that like once or twice probably and before she was completely spent, you know, the whole breakdown scene. I just thought it was a it was a weird it was a weird way to shoot it. It was very strange, uh, weird weird cuts and, and kind of took away from her performance there, but yeah, I, I thought she still killed it. It was great. Yeah, that was I think our best scene from Jennifer Carpenter all along. And like you said, it really we kind of put her in a box because she's kind of become you know, a caricature in some ways because, okay, we're going to have a Deb behavior, we're going to have another Deb behavior, and look, it's Deb doing this again, and it, it kind of took her out of that, and I don't know, it's really, really good scene, good performance from her. Yeah. Humanized well, the character. Yeah, I mean, everyone she's dated has died. <laughs> so. She eventually had to have some kind of visceral reaction to that, you would think. Yeah. Anton escaped. Anton barely, barely escaped the death vagina. He lost he a bunch of skin. Yeah. Well, he didn't die. Um, Dexter returns to find Rita sitting in the bedroom of his apartment. Oh boy. Uh, his toolbox is pretty much all that's still left in his bedroom. Rita wanted to find out what was so horrible that he had to keep it from her. Dexter opens the box. There's a disassembled rifle in it. Dexter says he wasn't comfortable bringing it into the house with the kids. Never mind the secret panel with the syringes, knives, and bone saw. Rita has had it with his lying. She tells him to stay in the apartment until he's ready to work on their relationship. Um, which, again, is great. I'm glad that Rita is being assertive about their relationship here. Um, Dexter returns... Can- Go ahead. I, I kind of wonder what she thought was in there. Like, was it going to be a body? Was it going to be sex toys? Was it going to be a bunch of football cards? I'm just like, what What did she think it was going to be? No, remember, she's the one with the basket of sex toys. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, she does mention that she thought he was back on drugs, and that's why he was uh, there. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's what she thought was inside. Yeah, syringes would have not looked good then, for sure. Yeah. Because that's uh, one of those signs. But, yeah. It's like a, it's just a giant black box full of heroin <laughs> <laughs> that, that he that he got out of Miami Metro evidence lockers. Yeah, <laughs> claimed it was Deb's. Walked right in and took it. Yeah, like, this Deb lost her cell phone. Oh, I got it. It's this. It's in this giant box. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Rita. Uh, so yeah, Rita leaves. Dexter returns to the office building. Trinity already has the coffee sales guy in a room somewhere. Dexter uses an elevator trick uh, on the security guard. He finds Trinity on the security cameras, but Trinity has removed the recording device. Dexter rushes outside to catch Trinity, but he makes it to a covered parking lot and pulls away. And then Dexter follows Trinity's van. He ends up following him all the way home, where his wife and kids are waiting for him. Dexter says he's... Like me. It's the end of the episode. Yeah, I like the this part of it was uh, was pretty interesting and definitely brought that tension back to it. Where uh, Rita fi- like kind of it was funny that she almost gave him like a free pass to go do Dexter stuff 
for the night because uh-huh. it's like you don't have to come home so you know you're staying here for however long you need to until the relationship stuff's ready uh, so he's like cool I'm gonna go out and do Dexter stuff yeah. then <laughs> um, but uh, but no it was like very interesting because he, he was in there and you expected it to be the security guard and like the little twists and turns even of this moment is like what makes me enjoy watching Dexter is because there are those moments, especially when he when he goes home and we finally see the Trinity Killer's family, and you're like, "Oh wow, okay, that's I didn't see that coming either." So, you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's quite quite a lot of story that they've already put into season four in these five episodes, and there's so much more left to go. I would say, like, arguably the best part of the season is yet to come. Um, with with Dexter dealing with uh, Trinity going forward, so I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we're at a point in the the series for the first time, really. I would say I'm having a hard time stopping, um, so I'm not just finishing out the season. Like I'm more focused in and more excited to see what's happening than I have all along, really. Yeah, yeah. We'll savor that while it lasts. Uh, <laughs> never gonna happen again, is it? No, not really. Do, no. do we really? Here, here's the big thing, and and something I'm I'm super interested in hearing everybody else's thoughts on it. Do we feel this way about season four so far? How excited we are about it? Because it's really that good, or because season three let us down so bad? I think it's that good. I do. Yeah, it does seem like the writing has definitely gotten better, or, or the the focus is better, the story is better. It's just more appealing, I guess, uh, to have. Also, I like serial killer stuff, and like last season definitely didn't really have any aspect of like serial killer stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the writing is much better than season three, and I think the promise of having a high-profile special guest star for your your season-long uh, with with uh, Jimmy Smith's did not pan out, but with John Lithgow, it's absolutely panning out. Like, yeah. Dexter and, and uh, Trinity or uh, Dexter and Arthur Mitchell have not had a scene together yet, and everyone is riveted by that character. Exactly. You know, I love this season. This is this is my favorite season of Dexter, and it's great, and I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. But while I was watching these episodes, everything that kept popping into my head was, oh my god, this is so much better than season three. And I'm like, am I enjoying this? Because it's actually good, or just because season three was that bad? I think it's it's on par or better than season two. Um, to me, I think season one is the ultimate season of Dexter, uh, but I think this one's very very good. Yeah, yeah, and I I definitely think it's because it is that strong because I watched first run as we know and season three I don't remember being as terrible as it was on rewatch, and I still felt um, the same way about season four that it was just so good. So. I think it's just really a strong, strong season. It's what Dexter should have been all the way through. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, that, like, Mm -hmm. when you're watching the show week to week, 
season three does not seem nearly as bad as it is. But when you're watching episodes back to back, it's like, come on, guys. Like, let's go. Let's move the story forward. Painful. Yes, season three was a slog. But, yeah. Um, this episode was directed by Keith Gordon. Uh, this is his seventh episode of Dexter. In season three, he directed the premiere and finale episodes. This was written by Tim Schlattman, who wrote two episodes for all eight seasons, except for one episode in season five. Uh, and this is his first episode for season four. Uh, what's the best line of the episode? I liked where he was. He said, I have nothing to hide except the syringes, scalpels, and bone saw. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mine also. Um, that's a good line. I um, I had one that was close to it, but it was Rita when she says, the most disturbing thing about your lying is that I'm beginning to see just how good you are at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Like, that's a Ouch. deep cut. Ouch, that hurts. Yeah, And that's that's why, like, I really, like, the second, especially in the second half, like, when she, uh, when she just, like, wasn't letting him off the hook for stuff, when... When he started doing that whole, like, you know, could probably go for a sandwich, and she's like, eh, fuck you. Like, it's, <laughs> that stuff's really, really solid for her to, to actually be, to actually have a little bit of a reaction to what's obviously Dexter not being truthful about stuff. Yeah. So, uh, how about the worst line of the episode? Mine was um, that uh, the extra cop uh, in the uh, evidence locker that says, you Morgan's in that mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was just stupid. I was like, come on. Uh, (laughs) I actually didn't write one down for some reason. I didn't have one either. There was nothing that really stood out to me as a bad line. I yeah. I really liked this episode and was really pretty into it and I just didn't there was nothing that made me groan or ick out. Yeah, I had to search for that one even cuz I was like after the end of the episode I didn't have one and I was like, mm, let me think back." Okay, that one's yeah. But yeah, I think most of the writing was pretty solid actually. We'll just give it to uh uh I'll just bring you a side of tomatoes. <laughs> I, I was gonna say we can just like any any scene with uh, La Guerta and Batista, whatever was said in there. <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because he even gets a pretty good line. Angel does when he's like, "The problem isn't that you made a decision. The problem is you made a decision for both of us." This. Yeah. Which uh, almost sounds like a line you'd say about an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> let's please not let, let's not go there with those two. I don't. There's more going on than we even realize. Do not want an Angel Junior running around. Chicky Hines memorial performance of the episode. Hang yeah. <laughs> on. Yes. What is the Chicky Hines memorial performance of the episode? Slash non Michael Hall performance. Can anybody go against Jennifer Carpenter on that? Really, I mean, that would be hard to go against. Man, I almost gave it to Rita. She she did a great job in this episode, but yeah, that breakdown scene was so powerful. I had to give it to Deb. 
I mean, if I'd have saw that breakdown scene, I probably would have gave it to Deb. <laughs> Maybe that's why you didn't like this episode a whole lot or didn't have a lot to say about it, because you didn't watch it. <laughs> I think it I think it really works. Um, thinking about it, it kind of distracts from how little is actually happening there. They're just standing in a parking lot, like, reminiscing about stuff. They're not actually doing anything, like, she just wants Dexter to come and like have a vigil with her in the parking lot in the middle of the day so she can like vent and freak out um which she also isn't driving at this point I don't think so it's like did she get like Rita to drop her off at the parking lot and then she <laughs> called Dexter and waited for him to get there like cause she was living at Dexter's house so it's kind of weird but it's more like eh she's crying don't think about it <laughs> but yeah, I would agree. Uh, covers up those plot holes. Yeah, I would agree. Jennifer Carpenter uh, for her performance. So that's it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for helping me out, guys. Thank you for listening. See you next time.